the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Philip Stutz is an interesting guy. He's got access to all kinds of data, not your name, but your IP address. And he's going to tell you what you he can do with all of this data. It's pretty fascinating. He's been part of over 1,500 political campaigns. He is now involved with NIL, and that's the, the college sports marketing. This guy is intriguing. He's got a lot to say. He's got a ton of experience. We're going to talk Trump. We're going to talk to Santos. We're going to talk Facebook, which he says is floundering. All of that is coming up next. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. Well, here he is, the aforementioned Philip Stutz. And, you know, looking at the number of campaigns you've participated in, how, how do you collect that many campaigns over? I mean, it's not like you're 80. So how did you do that? <laughs> That's a really good question. Well, I'm 48. So I've been involved in it since I was 22. So we're talking 26 years and I'd spent uh, two or three election cycles at the Republican National Committee where we would work on hundreds of races at a time. Okay. That and makes then when I started my political consulting company, we, I mean, this past year, I think we had worked on 150 races, wow. uh, my, my media company. And so we won 110 out of like 153 races. So um, that's where the number comes from. All right. When you win 110 out of 153, do you consider yeah. that good? Because <laughs> that sounds like a pretty damn good percentage. Yeah. See, in our business, it, so let me uh, t give the I guess the listeners a little uh, view of what it looks like, like how the sausage is made. In our business, it is the most cutthroat business I've ever been a part of in in my life. Um, they, if you lose a race, then your competitors, like the people that are also are consultants and media advisors, they will cut out your legs from under you from every future pitch you do to a you know, potential candidate going forward. Right. And so you have to win more than you have to. If you, you know, and by the way, all our wins or losses are on publicly recorded databases. Like You know what this sounds like to me? It sounds to me like college recruiting. Because they will use anything yes. to get a recruit, and they'll they'll point at their opponent's age, how many games they've lost, yada yada yada. That's what you it know, sounds like to me. 
It's interesting you say that because I'm working for Nick Saban right now, uh, <laughs> helping him on NIL. And so I've, for the last year, I've really understood that a lot more. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Okay. So you're, you're reaching far and wide here. We'll have to have you back on to talk NIL sometime. Oh, I, yeah. I was, I just did a couple interviews with ESPN on it. So I'd be yeah. happy to. Yeah. This is, it's fascinating stuff, but I want to keep it to politics today. As many Republican wins as there were, and this we've got this now small margin in the House, it's really not helping Mike McCarthy become speaker of. I'm sorry, Kevin McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's the head coach coach of the Dallas Cowboys for anyone that's interested, which is why (laughs) I often confuse their names. Uh, Kevin McCarthy's having a tough time um, getting the, the votes for speaker. If you, this is not a good look. This is, it's quite frankly, it's embarrassing for the Republican Party. It's, it's, they look like they don't know what they're doing. How do you see this? This is a little bit out of your purview, but how do you see this resolving itself? I actually don't think it's embarrassing. I I feel like the media is portraying this as embarrassing. I think this is a healthy way to have debate on what we're going to stand for in the next Congress. Now, if Hakeem Jeffries becomes speaker because of some Republicans, well, then that would be highly embarrassing. But I think having the debate about what the priorities are going to be, like the fact that Republicans under Kevin McCarthy's leadership in the past, um, we have open borders, we have a lot of different issues that never got resolved um, when we had the majority. So how is that going to change now that we're back in the majority? And I think that debate, whether you like it or not, or whether you want I, look, American consumers, American voters right now want stability. So that's why it's it's discomforting. But discomfort's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing in my opinion. Well, that's a good point. I mean, that is a good point. And I've heard other people make that point, that this is what democracy looks like, that this is what debate looks like, you know. So that is a, an interesting way of seeing all of this. I, It would be nice to have this resolved so we can move forward on a couple of these things. Like you said, Americans want stability, but they also they want action, right? You know, they don't. Yeah. I, I think there are plenty of Americans who are enjoying this and saying, fine, do nothing for as long as possible. Cause it seems like yeah. when you do stuff, you really screw it up. So as long as you're doing nothing, we're good, but uh, we'll, we'll see what that happens. Skipping ahead. I, it, this happens every election cycle. We finish one and we immediately start looking forward to the next one. Not everyone does, but those of us who are political junkies like you and I, we do. So 2024, Donald Trump is already in. What if anyone wants to run against him, what do you think is the best strategy? So that is a great question. I, having been a part of about nine of these so far presidential campaigns, been a part of three winning presidential campaigns, I would tell you that you got to pick a lane that's a little different than everybody else. And you have to be distinctive. And frankly, you got to kind of play a cat and mouse game, Michelle. The cat and mouse game is don't be the front runner early. Um, you're going to get attacked. I mean, this is uh, this is what we've always seen. Look at Jeb Bush, you know, yeah. eight years ago or seven years ago, whatever. Um, and and then it was uh, Scott Walker jumped in after Jeb, and then boom, he got knocked down. Like so, you're it's it's a treacherous uh, path, regardless. What I find interesting in this moment are you're going to have the top two front runners, which are going to be Trump and DeSantis, right? Yeah. If it's yeah. a Trump DeSantis race, then that's a, 
DeSantis has a great shot. If all of a sudden 27 people decide to run at once, then you're going to see something similar to what we saw for our, our seven years ago, which is everybody splits the vote. And then the person who gets the majority of the smallest percent or, you know, a very yeah, small percentage yeah. like Trump did wins. Right. Where I also would tell you to look at, and I don't know if this is going to pan out in the sense of they're going to win, but they're going to make a serious run. Is who takes that sort of moderate lane that can stand out above the right lane? You know what I'm saying? So you've got Larry Hogan. You've got, I'm not saying he's got a chance. I'm saying there's no, a lane, right? I, I can't you, you help my John facial Sununu, reactions. You have John yeah. Sununu, the, the governor of New Hampshire, who just won with 57% of the vote, which no Republican even came close statewide. And it's the number two primary state, right? Um, and so you've got a couple of people that are going to carve out sort of the moderate lane. And then you're going to have the people that are going to go the far, far right lane. And then you're going to have the hey, these guys have the best chance to win lane. And that's DeSantis and Trump. And that may be, um, you know, other people. I mean, I can go on and on. Nikki Haley yeah. would probably fall in that. She may fall in the moderate uh, camp too. You, right. you got Tim Scott. You've got, you know, it, it, the, again, there's the, the potential is like 20 people, which yeah. is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they, how, so when you start at that point and there are people considering a run, and you you see this pool fanning out to being 20 people. Yeah. Is there anyone who gets these people together and says, look, this isn't going to help us at all. We need to, someone needs to, you know, here, here's our best chances. Granted, polling hasn't been so accurate lately, but this is what tells us we've yeah. got our best shot. Is there someone, is it Ronna McDaniel, the head of the Republican party? Right. Is it who, what? No, no, no. <laughs> he shook her head real quick. Uh, it, for those who aren't watching and are just listening, he shook his head. No, 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 no. So who, I mean, is there anyone that can rein it all in and say, this isn't, this isn't going to help us? God, that would be so much easier, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, it would. By the way, this is what the Democrats did uh, four years ago with Biden. And, and Bernie was on his way to victory. And they all coalesced around Biden uh, right into South Carolina, right? And so that is literally what happened with the Democrats. And the Republicans will never do it. We're too 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 free thinking of a party, uh, too independent minded, uh, too libertarian in that sense. And and frankly, I hate to say this, if you want to run for president, you got to have a massive ego. And to say what's good for the country is not necessarily what they think about. They think about. Well Certainly What's Trump does me. And by the way, Democrat and Republican doesn't matter. Right. Okay. What's good for me. And then what's good for the country. All right. Quick break. And we'll come back, continue this conversation with Philip Stutz. You've probably seen him on Fox business, as he mentioned, ESPN. And we're talking the marketing of politics right after this. Well, you often hear me talk about my dog Jersey and sometimes he even chimes in. He is a healthy pup. And I think part of that is because I've been giving him a supplement. And why did I add this supplement to his to his regular diet? Because, you know, they do the same thing with pet food that they do with grown-up food, adult food, people food, human food. They strip it of a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that your dog really needs to stay healthy. So imagine if your dog, your pet is suffering and they can't tell you that their health is bad. Well, I know you want to avoid that. So I want to tell you about Longevity Formula from Palm Made. It's an all-natural health supplement for dogs made with 23 dog-friendly superfoods to keep your pup feeling healthy and strong. Veterinary approved, 
longevity formula boosts nutrient intake, protects against toxins, and guards against premature aging. But longevity formula contains special toxin-fighting nutrients to protect your dog so they can live a long, happy life by your side. That's what we all want. These include premium quality superfoods like organic mushrooms, kelp, goji berry, two kinds of probiotics, and many more. Right now, there's a limited time offer exclusively for our listeners and viewers. For every purchase of longevity formula, you'll receive a free bottle of pomade's hip and joint formula too. So to claim your offer, go to pomade.com slash sideline, like sideline sanity, or call toll-free 833-PAW-MADE. Okay, so that's P-A-W-M-A-D-E.com slash sideline, or call 833-PAW-MADE. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Philip, you wrote me that you have um, a partnership with the largest data collection, analytics, and AI company in America. Yep. How do you collect all that data, and what do you do with it? Well, we've been collecting it for 15 years through tons of different ways. The last couple of years, uh, Apple has restricted a lot of the ability to, to collect data, but now the TV streaming companies are giving us that kind of data. And so what you're able to do is capture IP addresses and then track those people's movements online to figure out why they buy, what they're buying, when they buy, what social platforms are on, where where do they spend the most time. I got to interrupt you and tell you that sounds kind of creepy to me. Totally creepy. I don't disagree with that at all, but what are you going to do with it? And so it's there, it's being used for me. And the way we use is we try to, align brands with customers and the way that they want to look for things to be treated and find the the products and services they want to buy. And you can tell all of that from data. Oh, I can tell you what you're from a business standpoint, I can tell you, tell them I can take their customer list. So say, let's say a business has 10,000 customers. I can overlay that online, track the movements of all their customers and then spit out report that says, here are the social media platforms your customers are on in a chronological order. Here are the magazines they're reading and buying on a digital publications. Here's the shows they're watching digitally online and how much, how many hours a week they're spending online. And we can tell you their top three values in life. Wow. And so is the, and this is just, are customers identified just by sort of, uh, are they identified by name? No, no, they're okay. identified by IP address. Okay. Okay. Which okay. is a unique identifier, but it doesn't identify name. Okay. None of this I'm hoping is shared with the federal government. Not from me. 
No, mm. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, well, here's the thing. I know the social media companies, clearly, if you follow in the Twitter files, they're all yeah. doing it. But yeah. we're taking their data from them that they allow us to have, and we, we're not giving that out to anybody else. Okay. If the social media companies are doing that, I, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. How are they yeah. any different from, from TikTok? And TikTok sharing it with the CCP. Now, granted, TikTok is sharing yeah. American information with the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. They kind of hate us, so that's not good. Is is it any different though to for for Twitter, well, Facebook, and others to be sharing it with the federal government? Well, both are problematic, right? My, uh, I, I would say one is that the CCP is trying to use, I mean, look, there are a lot of nefarious ways the CCP is trying to do it. Yeah. Trying to understand the DNA of people like 20, like if you put your, all your stuff in 23andMe, they can create different strains of disease and things like that. Uh, once they understand where the commonalities are, there, there are a lot of different ways that they're using this data. How they use TikTok, I don't know. We're learning how the American social media companies use um, that their data to share with governments, clearly a lot of suppression, clearly, uh, the, the our government paying Twitter $3.2 million to get access to their data. It's insane, but it's to suppress. I, um, I would say China is to control and potentially power. attack. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 So it's, it, I see the difference there, but in both my opinion, both are nefarious because suppression of speech was is completely antithetical to the founding of this country, the establishment right. of free speech and all those things. So um, this is we're in some. And, and here's the thing, Philip, the mainstream media doesn't seem to care about these Twitter files. Why do you think that is? <laughs> it's fascinating. You literally have the government with proof that they are. Uh, suppressing voices, you know, like, uh, you know, Harvard doctors, Harvard MDs. You've got Adam Schiff, who's asking to ban journalists. I mean, you have evidence and they're not doing it, which, look, you know, uh, whether you guys talked about this or not. I mean, I just did this big interview with Fox Business on the destru destruction of the sort of corporate media model and how we're seeing that cycle play out. And that that's just a re, re it's just confirming for me, like when you can't even be, I mean, when you're not even honest about it, yeah, yeah. then your model is going to be pretty broken because here's what it is. It's all for the corporate media is, is about gaslighting right now. They're about uh, things you know are true. Them screaming at you that you're you don't understand what it is that you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're like, no, I know that's true. Nope, you're wrong. It's constant gaslighting. And here's the thing: like uh, when you gaslight fifty percent of your audience, and then you hit an economic period where we're in right now, where their paid subscribers are cutting budgets. Oops, you're in a big trouble yeah. as a business. And, this and have is you seen what, that playing out? Have you, is that is that what's actually happening to some of these streaming sure. services? Uh, um, uh, the, uh, the Washington Post obviously came out a couple of weeks ago and had this big event where they said they were going to make cuts and everybody went nuts. But they've lost half a million subscribers in the last year. Half a million. Half a million paid subscribers. And it, interestingly enough, Barry Weiss's site, which is the yes. free press now, it used to right. be Common Sense, and she's she's got this whole new site, well, uh, has about 300,000 subscri paid subscribers right now. I mean, 
Do you have faith in the American consumer that we will find our way to truth? Or are there still going to be enough people that say, I only trust CNN, I only trust one source, and I'm going to stick with them? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess I'm old enough where, where these things come in waves. They come in cycles, right? There was a time where, let's say, our food was grown locally and organically in the 70s and the 80s the mass production of food came out the walmarts the big boxes everything and now you're starting to see food production kind of go back into a local uh local way when you look at the cable industry cable came in and dominated for 20 years as you probably know all too well then all of a sudden they started losing subscribers and everybody's like hold on i don't need 600 channels i need three and all of a sudden they started subscribing to Netflix and Amazon and maybe YouTube TV or Hulu or something. But then the cycle starts working back into the sort of mass media effort. Like in the, in the cable industry, five years ago, right, I cut the cord and I was paying like half of what I was under the cable bundle. Five years later... I'm paying double what I was paying under the cable bundle because I just keep because adding, so, subscriptions. adding subscriptions. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you're seeing in the media market right now, right? What you're seeing is people are cutting the Washington Post or cutting these big massive media, and then they're going in like, "Hey, I'm just going to subscribe to Substack and Matt Taibbi or to Free Press and Barry Weiss, right, or Michael Schellenberger." And then they're going to pay a certain fee for that. And they're like, yeah, well, I'd rather just get like when I subscribe to the Washington Post, I, actually, I'm still a subscriber. I've been a subscriber for like 25 years. I'm pretty close to ending it. But when I was originally a subscriber, I would be like, I want to read Robert Novak, who was this conservative commentator for years and years and years. And it was like, OK, I can read about the left in the Post, but I'd also get a little balance. Right. And I was like, OK. And then they would have investigative pieces, which I love to read. Well, those investigative pieces are now wrapped in woke ideology, right? Mm -hmm. And the conservative voices, the balance is gone. And so there's no place for me in their subscription model where I could be like, hey, I love Matt Taibbi. I think he's super interesting. Matt Taibbi, and my, my uh, last book got canceled on Facebook and, and banned. And Matt Taibbi was like investigating it on my behalf. And so I, I thought, God, this guy is really smart. This is two years ago. And, um, and so I'm like, Hey, I want to subscribe to that guy. Or, or for me, I subscribe to Alex Berenson or, um, uh, you know, there's just a bunch of people now I'm like, okay. So instead of, uh, you know, $10 a month to the Washington post, I'm paying $10 a month to three subscriptions. And all of a sudden now I'm like, man, I should subscribe to Barry Weiss's free press. And then all of a sudden <laughs> there's like, another one. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, Holy cow, I'm paying like a hundred dollars more a month than I used to. But that's, yeah. that's the cycle that we're seeing mass media right now. Well, here we are, early 2023, and it's time, as always, to think about your money. And this year is projected to be yeah, a little sketchy. Uh, we'll see how the markets respond, but Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I want to recommend to you to talk to you about investing in gold and silver, making that part of your investment portfolio. You know, back in November, not even November, but back in 2008, if you remember the housing crisis and all of that, people who invested in gold saw significant gains and others lost their retirements because gold is a hedge against inflation. It protects against a weakening dollar. It gives you characteristics like that, that the stock market can't. So again, 
Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I trust when investing in gold and silver. Give them a call. Let them educate you on how small or large an investment you can make. What's it going to take? It's a good long-term play. Here's the number, 866-528-1903, 866-528-1903, or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. So in summation, <laughs> what is your level of optimism, Philip? First of all, I didn't know that your book got, your book got banned on Facebook. Yeah, the sub the, my book the, the title is called the undefeated marketing system. But the the subtitle got me banned. The subtitle was how to grow your business and build your audience using the secret formula that elects presidents. That got you banned. That got me banned because how, Facebook how so? said I was trying to influence an election. I wrote a business book. They said I was trying to influence an election. We appealed the decision, and they denied my appeal. So uh, I wrote an article. Um, <clears throat> I wrote this national article about it. Uh, Fox News saw it. They had me on to discuss it. Then Matt Taibbi saw that, reached out to me. Um, and after Taibbi made two calls, they lifted the ban. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want this to sink in for people. Philip, do me a favor. Yeah. Tell us the book title, the whole thing again, oh. and, and differentiate between the main title and the subtitle. The subtitle, again, folks, is what got him his book banned on, on Facebook. Go ahead. Do that one yeah, more time. Yeah, it's called The Undefeated Marketing System. And then the subtitle is How to Grow Your Business and Build Your Audience Using the Secret Formula that Elects Presidents. That is insane that yeah. that would be banned. I said I was on. trying to influence an election. By the way, this was in January of 2021 after the election. There was no, there was no election. That, there was no. First of all, it's a business book. Second of all, the elections were over. And even in spite of your appeal, they upheld it until Matt Taibbi made a couple phone calls. Yeah, and, and I actually part of it was I wrote an article where a buddy of mine wrote a Wall Street Journal bestseller, um, lifestyle investor by a guy named Justin Donald, and it was banned by the Wall Street Journal because he said the word. Oh, sorry, it was banned by Amazon. And because he said the word COVID in his book, because he was recommending how people had invested during the COVID pandemic. And Amazon said, if you want to be listed on our platform, you have to remove the word COVID, even though it had nothing to do with it. And then there was a local charity where I am in Florida who was trying to rescue during the pandemic uh, abused children that were locked in their houses because of the pandemic. And they tried to do a fundraising uh, on Facebook for it. And Facebook banned them or, or wouldn't allow them to fundraise because, again, they said they were trying to influence an election. Now, this was a charity trying to rescue abused children, and they were not allowed to a uh, advertise on Facebook's platform. And so I wrote this huge article on this. That's what it wasn't just mine. It was Taibi looking into all three of these stories. Well, I've got to go read that article because I unfortunately I missed it. And it, no, I'll send I, it to you. Send it to me. And in a way, I'm I'm afraid to read it because my head might explode. I, people need to understand, and I think that a lot of people do understand what's happening, Philip. But they're almost like afraid to 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 do to acknowledge it or say, "Man, this is effed up," and we should 
really, you know, maybe leave Facebook, maybe this, that, the other. It's, but these, these platforms are so gigantic and people are so entangled in them because they're communicating with their business colleagues, with their friends, with their family. They've built up this following and to just dump that and start over at a new platform seems really hard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I will say this. Facebook's in deep trouble. They have seen massive. It's not that people aren't on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. The engagement level on Facebook, the ability for businesses to advertise effectively on Facebook has dropped dramatically over the last two years. And thus, it, it they're in deep trouble. Now, uh, Zuckerberg's trying to change that by bringing in Meta and bringing it to the to the uh, you know alternative universe or whatever it is he's trying to do. But the Facebook platform as it is right now is not a successful model and has deep, deep, deep flaws. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch all of these. I personally, I mean, the TikTok stuff genuinely scares me. Yeah. It to me, it is terrifying, and it should be banned in this country. It's been banned in other countries. And I hate that my kids are on it and it's like crack. I can't, I've asked them to leave and here's what I get, Philip. Well, why would the Chinese Communist Party care about a 14 year old? You know, it's it's like, it's not now that they care about it. It's, it's anyway, um, Philip Stutz, we're going to have you back because there's so much to discuss. I'd love to have an NIL conversation with you. Yeah. And that that would be fun because that would be, I I can tell you where all the bodies are buried there. (laughs) Well, we don't want to ruin your business. That's the thing. Uh, But you you can find them at Philip Stutz, S-T-U-T-T-S dot com. And you've heard the book mentioned twice, but you've got another book as well. Your first book. Remind me. Uh, That's called Fire Them Now. Fire them now! Yeah. Is this about hangers-on that shouldn't be? I wish it was. It's about uh, unethical marketers and how to Ah, overcome them. Okay. All right. That's that's good to hear. Check them out. philipstutz.com, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S-T-U-T-T-S.com. We'll put a banner there as well. Great to talk with you. We'll do it again. In the hey, meantime, folks, yeah, you got it. Thanks for listening to Sideline Sanity. I'm Michelle Tafoya. Remember to be brave and do good. Thanks for listening. Happy to talk once again with Charles Thorngren, the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. You know, I think it still is confusing to people, uh, some people, uh, as to why a precious metals investment would be a worthwhile one, particularly at this time when they're thinking, I'm doing all I can to put gas in the car. Why is now a particularly good time? And we'll go from there to how small of an investment is worthwhile for someone? You know, great question. And I think the the importance of why really comes into the fact that we have to save for ourselves, whether it's a little here, a little there, whether it's making it a plan and putting out so much a paycheck, whether it's making sure we fund our retirement account, we have to realize we are responsible for ourselves in the long run. <laughs> you mean that no one else is going to ride up and save us, you know, on some white steed? It ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. You know, that, and anyone who's promising to do that is getting ready to take advantage of you in some form or fashion. Yeah. And so, so if, if I'm an investor, a potential investor, and I'm 
looking at legacy precious metals and I'm saying to myself, yeah, I, I, this sounds smart. I don't have a lot to spend. What would you tell that person? I would say, do what you can. If you never start, you never get there. So the most important step you can take is saying, I'm going to take care of myself and my family. I'm going to make it a plan. I'm going to take action. I'm going to start in the way that's comfortable for me. That's the important thing. The first step is always the hardest. But once you take that first step, the second step is easier. And then you're moving. And then once you're in motion, it's hard to stop you. So that first step, most important step. I always tell people they can call and talk to an IRA expert or, or check out the, the guide that they can download for free, the investor's guide. What, what is the number one question that you get from people who are first-time investors? The biggest question I get, is this right for me? That is the question. And that comes from everyone. So, so everyone's asking the same, is this right for me? And yet we're all so unique. And, and yet it, it is a sound investment for just about any portfolio, isn't it? It is. We, even though we're all unique, that uniqueness is going to tailor the way we begin the investment. Okay. But we're all in the same situation. That's the one thing I think we seem to forget in today's society. Whether you agree with somebody or not, we're in this together. America is in this transition that we're in right now. We're dealing with the same issues. Some people like them, some don't, but we're all in it together, right? So the need is the same. How we prepare and how we invest is what changes from person to person, but we all have that same need. It's a great point. And again, I encourage people to, to, to just make the call, pick up the phone. That step is always the hardest. I'm not sure why that is in any kind of effort that you make in life, whether it's weight loss or exercise or investing some way to better your life. It always seems like that first hurdle is, is the challenge. Uh, but when they call, who, who are they going to talk to? Who, what, what's going to be on the other end of the line for them? Great question. You're going to speak with one of our customer representatives and their job is not to sell you metals, right? We have a much different approach. We're going to answer all your questions. We're going to show you what options you have. And on the rare occasion, this isn't right for you. We're going to say this probably isn't right for you. Um, we have a gold company here, but you know, I, I say it all the time. What we actually deal in is customer service. We want each and every individual that calls to get the answers they need to be able to make the decision that's right for them. And we want to do that in a way that's not pushy, that's not salesy. And that's what makes my team so special. We care about each and every caller. And we're going to show you what options you have. And then you get to make an informed decision. So don't be afraid of the phone call. It's the best thing you can do. And this is why I am so honored and I feel privileged to be sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. They're the ones that I'm going to deal with. And I encourage you to pick up the phone, give them a call, even easier. Go check out their their guide. It's a free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. But as you said, Charles, pick up the phone. You're going to talk to someone who can answer your specific questions and get get the ball rolling, get, get started, do something that is a long-term play for your family's benefit. Charles, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always great to be here. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.